in today's show. We're going to recap all of the action from Wednesday, including just an absolute disaster of a day in terms of injury news. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. This episode is brought to you by Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run and grow your business. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. So start now at Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA or lowercase. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Well, there's a lot to talk about because there was some wild injury shit going down today. I've talked a little bit about it already on the um, uh, on the Waiver Wire show earlier today, but let's get into it now in case you haven't seen that show. And let's talk about what actually did go down with Bam Adebayo having thumb surgery, and he is out for the next six weeks, most likely. The Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman, started in his place, played 30 minutes. It's not Irma yet, seven. Not he didn't, did he even play in this game? Um, we'll talk about that later on, but I think Dedman can be an ad. I don't think he's going to be a top 100 guy, but he can be like your 11th or 12th best player for this time that Bam is out. So he, he's a worthwhile ad in that scenario. Damian Lillard is out for at least 10 days after an MRI discovered uh, abdominal tendinopathy. I'm not going to say that you heard it first here on the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast, but you heard something pretty bloody similar. This ab issue was something that they did consider uh, surgery for in the offseason, and it's been bothering him, and it's one of the major reasons for his slow start to the year. I don't think that this injury means that, you, that he's out for the year. I don't think it means that. They're obviously struggling, the Blazers. Um, but it also means that yeah, we're worried about this being a thing that's going to cost him many, many games. Or, or maybe that's an exaggeration. It's going to cost him games throughout the season. We have to add Anthony Simons in this case. Even if it's just for 10 days, you've got to add Simons and see what he can produce. And who knows where this goes for Dane. This is at least 10 days. Remember that. And if there's no improvement, then surgery might be the option here. And that is obviously not ideal. More important, Nasir Little is out for a week with a hamstring injury. So if you added him hoping that he would take on some extra responsibility, he won't. You're going to get more Ben McLemore, more Tony Snell, more Larry Nance, more Rob Covington. Um, Nance and Covington, again, they're just those real fringy sort of guys. Covington's a better option than Nance, but Little being out does hurt Little's development and Little's ability to uh, grasp a larger role. Maybe helps those other two blokes maintain what they're doing. Devin Booker's hamstring, it's going to cost him a little bit of time, I would guess. Uh, well, not I would guess, I know. Um, we're going to be seeing him out for you know, probably a week, maybe two weeks with his hamstring injury. They started Cam Johnson in the second half last game, but it'll be Johnson, it'll be Payne, it'll be Shamit that all get a little bit of a boost in Booker's absence. You can try to stream in Johnson for 12-team leagues. You could consider Payne as a 14-team streamer. Shamit's more 14-16-team to 16 team leagues, but neither, none of them are like going to be blowing through the top 100, I wouldn't have thought. And then there was some news, which is not really news, but it's a little bit of news, I guess, on Tony Warren Jr. He had a favorable scan, but that doesn't mean shit because we still have no idea when he's coming back apart from maybe it's in January. Broken feet are one of the weirdest injuries. Of course, he did it in January. 
He's going to be 12 months away. Mitch Robinson broke his foot in March, and then he returned in October. So that's seven months. Zion broke his in August, and allegedly he's going to be back in December. So that's five months. So we're talking like a 12, 12 month for Warren, five months for Zion. Like very, very different recovery timeframes for broken feet. And I think that is uh, absolutely you know, something just we've always got to keep in our head that those things can wi- uh, wildly vary depending on the player and the type of break and the healing and, and all that sort of stuff, which we don't really know um, what that situation was in Warren's in Warren's case. Unfortunately, we don't have that access to that information. But let's move on now and talk about the games across the NBA, starting with an upset victory for the Orlando Magic over the Denver Nuggets. The Magic were down pretty big in this game. And then we got a huge, huge uh, night from Cole Anthony in his return. They win at 108-103 for the Nuggets. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Jokic is the number two ranked player this season. Uh, 18, 15, and seven, but poor shooting night. One steal, zero blocks. He's fifth over the last two weeks. A little bit of a dip here for Jokic. Still great, of course, but not dominating like he was last year. Now, they were without, of course, Porter, and they were without Jamal Murray and PJ Dozier, but also the big stiffy, Bones Highland was out, and Austin Rivers. So that makes Faku Kampazo an interesting add. Now, he only took three shots, but he hit a three. He had seven points, four assists, and two steals. I don't mind him as a 12-team league short-term add. Monty Morris probably gets some 12-team value, 22 points for him in 34 minutes, while Farton Will Barton had 14, 4, and 3. On Morris, though, he did it while shooting 67%, and there's not much else happening there. So I wouldn't say that he's guaranteed absolute must-roster sort of a guy um, because you know, he's not always going to be this efficient and this level or have this level of usage. So he's one to watch. He's one to maybe grab, but one to not go over the top with. Aaron Gordon had 17 and 8. Pretty solid night. Well, Jeff Green had nine points in this game. My name is Jeff. And it's one of those things I kept talking about with Jeff, is if you weren't, like, absolutely pushed and pressed to go and add him when Porter was out already, then nothing changes now. Like, he's fine. If you want to stream in a 12-team points league or add in a 14-team category league, like, he's fine. But he's not a must-roster guy. Nine points in 29 minutes for Jeff. On to the magic. Cole Anthony returned, played 37 minutes on that sore ankle, 24, 8, and 7. And this is exactly why I was a little bit cautious about adding Roderick Hampton. He played 12 minutes, five points, uh, four rebounds, and two assists as they're prioritizing Gary Harris ahead of him. Nice, Gary! Now, Gary showed a little bit here. Three assists, three steals, a block, 11 points. It's probably more going to be for 16-team leagues, but he's got a nice roll up ahead of him. While Franz Wagner... Another great game. 15, 3, and 5, three steals and a block. This is the appeal of Wagner. This is the appeal um, of Wagner from a real-life NBA perspective. He's just been good right across the board. 15, 3, 5, 3, 1. Like, defensively, getting passing, scoring, doing all those things. He's still more of a fringy sort of 12-team league player, but he's absolutely fine to roster while Suggs is out. Probably absorbs a bit of usage, and then when Isaac and Fultz come back, maybe he moves into droppable territory. But he was really good. Wendell Carter was also solid, 18 and 8, while Mo Bumber only 27 minutes, blocked two shots, had 9 and 6. But he was grabbing his back a little bit. It's a little bit of a concern. Jim Rikiki had four points in 21 minutes, and uh, Terrence Ross, 10 points in his uh, in his 23. Let's go on to the next game. 
It is the Atlanta Hawks and the Indiana Pacers. The Hawks win at 114-111. Trey Young had 33-8-10 with two steals, while Fanta Pants, Kevin Herter, 19 points, three triples, a steal, and a block on 73%. Now, he's obviously a must-roster player, Herter, because of all the absences there. They also started Timotei Lawawu Cabarro. He had eight points in 25, and Solomon Hill got 14 minutes. Those guys are probably just going to absorb a lot of that playing time, and then when Cam Reddish comes back, it renders them useless. So I wouldn't be too worried there. Johnny Collins, the defensive stats have been great from him. Another four blocks with 14 points, while Capella, who'd been rolling, a bit disappointing, I guess. Eight points on nine shots with two blocks for Clint. Dillon Wright and Lou Williams also saw the minutes jump, as did the Italian cock Danilo Gallinari, but none of them are must-roster 12s. Gallinari is the closest, but he's more of a 12-team streamer versus a must-roster 12-team league player. For the Indiana Pacers, Brogdon was great again. 36 minutes, 27, 6, and 9, 3 steals. And Miles Turner returned from his one-game illness absence to have 17 and 9 with two blocks. So good stuff from Turner. Of course, we can't trust the consistency with Turner, but it was good to see that. And that is another strong game from Sabonis. Now, it helps when you shoot 90%. 22, 10, and 4 is really solid, and his last couple of games have been impressive. They also went with O'Shea Brissett with Justin Holiday out. Brissett played uh, 18 minutes, had eight points with two threes, two steals, and a block. So if you're in a 20-team league, Brissett could be a short-term option. I mentioned Justin Holiday was out with COVID. That was in yesterday's show. So they started Chris Duarte. He played 35 minutes and had 11 points, including blowing the game-winning layup. He shot 39%, but even before he moved to the bench, guys, remember, he was a droppable player. So I wouldn't be, like, scurrying to add him. There are better options, like an Anthony Simons, that you can add in a 12-team league versus re-adding Duarte. He's fine if you want to, but I don't think it's going to be high priority or anything like that. Well, I think... Oh, I don't know if I want to do it, but man, it's... 10-team leagues? 10-team leagues? Karis LeVert? Get that garbage out of here! He's useless. What's he doing? Six points, 25%. Horrendous efficiency. Didn't hit threes. Didn't get to the line. He's the 190th ranked player this year. I think even if you wanted to drop him in a 12-team league, I don't think you could be blamed. I would be loath to do it, especially with Holiday out, but he looks trash. He looks really bad, and you've got to think that his back is rooted. You have to think that. TJ McConnell played three minutes before going out with a wrist injury. I do not believe that TJ McConnell is a 12-team roster rule player, as I have mentioned um, approximately a million times, I would guess. But I haven't mentioned a million times that... We all love this sound. I've mentioned it a few times. But here it is. Again, that is the sound of another sale going through on Shopify. It is the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. In case you didn't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows you to set up an online store and sell the products. And Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. It's like a dream. And Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. There you go, dream. I knew it. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. So go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. And just quietly, if you're typing web addresses into your, um, your browser toolbar using Caps Lock, I reckon you might be a serial killer. 
I think everyone's doing it in all lowercase, but Shopify, thanks for pointing that out. Grow your business with Shopify. Maybe they just don't want serial killers being a part of their business. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. Shopify.com slash locked on NBA. If you know that you got rid of all the subscriptions that you don't need or that you forgot about, you could save hundreds of dollars. That's very different from going to all the trouble to actually remember, find, and cancel them. That's why you need Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need or that you simply forgot about. And you could save up to 720 bucks per year with Truebill. Companies can make it hard to cancel and Truebill makes it incredibly easy. They have got their Truebill concierge and you just go up to them and say, concierge, can you help me look through the subscriptions that I don't need or want? And they go, no worries, mate. Bang on. I go, concierge, why are you speaking like an Australian? Well, actually, mate, I'm speaking like an American with an Australian accent. All right, cool. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps them save over $100 million as I go delirious here. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Game three, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Washington Wizards. The Wizards get the win by pounding the paint. Giggity. They win at 115-107. Carl Anthony Towns, the line's great, 34 and 10, two threes, but he did fall on his back hard late. He had an x-ray and it was negative, but he's going to be listed questionable coming forward. I'd be pretty shocked if he isn't. And he's he's going to put up... Look, he's, I'm worried. I'm worried. Let's say that. Like, I wouldn't hate adding Nas Reed in a 14-team league because I think Towns might miss a bit of time with some tailbone-type issues. That is not... Um, it's not not an ideal, it's not an ideal spot to be in. I'll put it that way. I'm, I'm a bit worried. Goose had 25 points, four triples. That's Anthony Edwards for the uninitiated. While I think Jared Vanderbilt has to be a must-roster player, four and 12 with two blocks on 67%. D'Angelo Russell just horrid shooting, 10 points on 17%, but added nine assists, added two blocks. He's been really, really good this year. While Reed himself had 13 in 18 minutes, and the artist formerly known as Torian Prince, he's formerly known as a good NBA rotation player because he's not that anymore. For five points in 16 minutes for Torian. Well, it looks like Leandro Balmaro has permanently taken this job from Jordan McLaughlin. What happens when Pat Beverly returns is still up in the air, but Balmaro is getting these minutes. Malik Beasley also, yeah, it was worth taking a flyer on him with Beverly out, but it's also worth Jack Armstrong him right now. Get that garbage out of here! How about Big Dan Gafford? 27 minutes, 18 and 10 with three blocks. He looks awesome. He is clearly a must-roster player. 41 fantasy points. He's the 54th ranked player over the last two weeks. We said if he gets 23 minutes a night, he's probably a top 80 or top, sorry, top 100 player. Now he's getting 26 a night, and look at the numbers we're getting. And it's keeping Montrezl Harrell in a bench roll. Well, not a bench roll, but in a low minutes roll. That's 21 minutes for three straight games for Harrell. 27 points is obviously insane. He was 92% from the field in this one, Harrell, with 35 usage. Unfortunately, just 63 from the line, but ridiculous um, production. But I'd be a little concerned if I had Harold just because the minutes keep coming down because Gafford keeps playing so well. Contavious Caldwell-Pope did enough. 14 with three threes and two steals. That's enough for 12 team as well. The Bradley Beal stinkathon continued. 19-6 and 9 with horrendous efficiency from the field and from the line. He is a buy low, but do not go in buying low thinking that he's a top 20 player. I, I, I would not want to pay that price for him. He's really struggling at the moment. Speaking of struggling, Dinwiddie had three points on nine shots. That's 11%. He did have 11 assists, but 1-3. And that 1-3 was such a wide-open three as well. No steals, no blocks. 
This is why I was leaving him to round 10 or round 11 in fantasy drafts. I just don't think he's a good category league player. Now, I think he should be better than this in general. So he's a little bit of a buy low, but don't go overboard. Well, Davis Bertans, who's been shit house for two years, had a good game. 15 points in 16 minutes with three threes. But I don't think there's literally anything that you're going to do with that fantasy-wise that um, is going to make you, you know, change your mind about him as we move forward. The Cleveland Cavaliers, sorry. The rampaging Cleveland Cavaliers get the win on the road against the Miami Heat. 111.85. Kevin Love in 21 minutes had 22 points, six rebounds with six triples, two steals, and a block. That is a great game from Love. I think he's more of a 12-team streamer than a must-roster guy, but the recent numbers are great for him. Really, really awesome. Evan Mobley, 17-11 with four blocks. Love this bloke. While Jared Allen had 9-10-11 and five blocks. He's also playing at a supremely high level. And would you believe this? You won't, but would you believe it that over the last two weeks, the Cleveland Cavaliers have two top 20 fantasy players? One of them is Jared Allen, who's the ninth-ranked player, and another one is Evan Mobley, who's the 17th-ranked player. I believe the kids would say, sheesh. They would also say, no cap. There you go. Garland had 16 points with seven assists. Yeah, pretty solid night from him. He's been awesome. And Ravishing Rick Rubio, just bad. But six assists and two steals. I am holding him. I'm also holding Larry Markin after a stinker from him. Six points in 26 minutes on 25%. He's been playing well prior to this. I don't uh, hold too much against him. Well, The Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman. 31 minutes, 11 and 13 to steal two blocks. That is obviously useful enough to be a 12-team league guy. Tyler Hero started, but remember, also remember, there was no Jimmy Butler in this game, and Butler does impact things because if there's Butler there that enables more P.J. Tucker at center, and if Markeith Morris returns, that can cut into uh, Deadman as well. Regardless, you can add Deadman and see where it goes, but this, you know, this is maybe best case for him. Hero had 21 points with six assists, while Vincent played 28 minutes, Struess played 28 minutes, and Martin played 28 minutes because of the absence of Butler. So all of those bench guys got some extra run, but we're not looking at them at really, as really 12-team league guys. Bad night from Lowry, seven points on 22% with four assists, and PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker's not a 12-team league guy, six points in 23. Yurt Seven played just four minutes. They went with uh, Casey Okpala as the backup. He played 15 minutes. Neither of those guys are good, and they should not be rostered in even 20-team leagues would be uh, my recommendation there. The Philadelphia 76ers, they lose to the Celtics, 87-88. Joel Embiid had a quote after the game. He said, that's what happens when freedom has too much freedom. Cool. Um, of course, referring to your mate, Ennis Cantor Freedom. Shake Milton. Now that is rightfully embarrassing because I pushed Shake and then as I pushed it, I flicked the little scroll wheel on my mouse and it moved up to Rock DJ. Let's try again. Shake, shake, shake. Sixteen points, two steals, and a block for Shake Milton. He got really hot early when no one could hit a shot. It's solid enough. He's like a twelve-team streamer, more of a fourteen-team league guy. Seth Curry continued to play well, seventeen with six assists, and Embiid is a little bit of a buy low. Eighteen percent shooting. He can't hit anything, but still, despite eighteen percent shooting, he had thirteen and eighteen, six assists, two steals, and three blocks. And he also was only six of ten from the line. So horrendous efficiency. Fifty-six over the last two weeks. Joel is so. There's some definite buy low ability there for him. Um, Toby Harris, also a buy load for the Thick Hogsman. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Eight points on six with six rebounds, a steal and a block. There is value in uh, in maybe beating him by low. While we knew this was going to happen, that Tyrese Maxey would lose usage with Embiid coming back, and we knew that that 50% yeah, three-point shooting rate and that really high efficiency had a level of dropping off, and it's dropping off hard. 
Six and six, one assist, 33 minutes, 23% shooting from Maxi. The last little run of him has been pretty poor. This is why we wanted to sell high when he was putting up those top, top 50 numbers because it had no chance of sticking. And we're seeing that now. I'm not saying we'd drop him by any means, but this was as predictable as anything. We're copying it here. He will improve from this level though. I don't think Danny Green's a 12-teamer, six points in 21 minutes. But interestingly, Furkan Korkmaz is just the six minutes. You know, Thibault, Niang, uh, Milton, those guys getting minutes over him. So obviously you can drop Korkmaz outside of deeper leagues. Drummond had nine boards and two blocks, just doing what he needs to do. I still don't think that he is anything more than a real specialist and a, um, like a, a guy you can stash in a weekly league or in a roto format. In a daily changes, it's very hard to hold on. Jason Tatum continues to infuriate with horrible shot selection, but 26 and 16 is a good fantasy result. While Al Horford, 10 points, 8 rebounds, and the 5 blocks is great. And it's good to see the Rock DJ, Rob Williams, back. Let's do it for him now. Rock DJ. 3 blocks and 10 points in 25 minutes. Rough shooting from Marcus Smart, but he had 8 assists and 2 steals, while Dennis Schroeder on the bench had 13 points on 33%. I, someone told me that I'm, I'm definitely wrong in saying that I think Schroeder might become a droppable player. Um, he's the 110th ranked player, Dennis, over the last two weeks. And I do think that he will sit into like a 28, 29 minute role when everyone's healthy. But Jalen Brown is not healthy. His hamstring is clearly bothering him. They go on a five game road trip now, which includes two back-to-backs. I would expect Jalen to play maybe three of those games. So that does help boost Schroeder's value in the short term. I think once we hit January... I'm not sure Schroeder is going to be must roster. He can still be useful. He can still be streamable, but I don't think he's going to be must roster. Um, Ennis Freedom had four points in, uh, with seven rebounds in 17 minutes. He got rotation minutes over Romeo Langford. I have to think it's because that he can match up okay with Embiid at times, and I don't think this will necessarily be what happens every game. Well, I, I mentioned about Jalen Brown, and he, he did struggle. JB, you've done it again. In fact, you didn't do it. Nine points on 27% on and 50% from the line, four rebounds and three assists. He is clearly not healthy. It is a little bit by low, but I am somewhat worried that he is going to miss more time with this um, with this current uh, injury that he is dealing with. You know that football season is rolling, and the best place to find all your props, your lines, and your contests is at Bet Online. It is your number one spot for all of your sports action this season. In fact, so head to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code Locked On. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the fantastic offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, that's good stuff. Let's go on to the next game. The Charlotte Hornets. They go down to the Milwaukee Bucks, 127-125. Just a super, super fun game. Let's start with LaMelo Ball. And I am going to do a show giving my November um, uh, awards, all-stars, all that sort of thing. And LaMelo's on an all-star team, I'm telling you now. Like, he's on the Eastern Conference all-star team. He looks great at the moment. Really, really putting up some fantastic numbers. He's a first-round fantasy player this year, amazingly. Um, what do you have here? 36, 5, and 9. Three steals and a block and hit eight triples. He is the 10th-ranked player this season. I think he's going to be better than that as we move forward. Uh, he's awesome. Gordon Hayward, 18-3-5. While Rozier, 
He's been up and down, man. The shit shooting, the unbelievable shooting, and then back to the shit. 10 points on 30%, but he added eight assists. He had three steals. He had a block. So keeping some nice value there. Well, Ubre played 31 minutes. Now, I do think Ubre's production is going up because Mason Plumlee's out. And I know they're different positions, but with Plumlee out, it means Washington plays every single minute at center. And it means you need more wings to come in there. So that's what's happening here with Ubre. 25 points, 5 threes. Sell high on him if you can. Otherwise, you can ride this out. While Miles Bridges had 22 and 9 with two blocks. Unfortunately, one of two from the line. That's been a real problem for him. But otherwise, good stuff. And PJ Washington, 9 and 10 with four assists. And he is a 12-team league guy for now. But how they run this when we get um, uh, Plumlee back is going to be really intriguing. And it, and it does look like Plumlee will be back soon. Ishmith played three minutes. Remember when Ishmith was uh, cutting into Lamelo's playing time? That was a laugh. And then uh, Jalen McDaniels had five points in his 23 minutes. For the Bucks, Giannis. Giannis and Tokatomatu. Unfortunately for Giannis, he went 69% from the line. Giggity. But he had 40 and 12 with nine assists and a steal. And Middleton, been talking about maybe a bounce back coming for him. Well, I guess it was sort of a bounce back. 21, 6 and 5 with four threes. And it was also Grayson Allen's best game in a while. 16 and 7 with three threes and two steals. Don't do anything more than stream Grayson in. But it was good to see. 11, 4, and 7 for Holiday, while Connaughton had 11 points, 3 threes, 2 steals. Now, nobody is denying that Connaughton's been great. 74th ranked player over the last two weeks, 101st for the season. I just do not see any way this continues all season. So if I get any top 100 player in a deal for Pat Connaughton, I do that trade. Punch Bob struggled, 10 and 7 on 36%, while uh, Demarcus Cousins made his Bucks debut, played 15 minutes. As per usual for Boogie, good per minute numbers. 7 and 4 with a 3 and a steal. Yeah, he's a solid deep league ad, but don't add him in 12-team leagues. He's not going to push and get 25 minutes. That's not true. I don't think he does, and if he does, I'd be absolutely surprised if that's where we ended up with, with Cousins. But for deeper leagues, there was enough there to make you go, okay, yeah, that, that's worth a look in those deeper formats. Let's go to the Houston Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder, where some interesting things go, did go down. The Rockets, with a big comeback, win at 114-110. How about the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate? 35 minutes, 32 and 10, seven assists, two steals, five blocks. He was 73% from the field. He was 90% from the line. And let's get a couple of things out of the way here. That was awesome. It obviously really helped that Jalen Green, Christian Wood, and Kevin Porter, and DJ Augustin are all out. You can you absolutely roster Jay Sean Tate at the moment. You absolutely sell high Jay Sean Tate. But there are so many things here that are not realistic. 73% shooting, 90% from the line, 10 free throw attempts. This is, look, he's top 50 over the last two weeks. You sell him. You sell the absolute shit out of Jay Sean Tate here because this is, there are so many things that went into this game happening. And that's not to take anything away from him because he was great and he was unbelievable and he was the key force for them winning this game. But there's just so much stuff there from a statistical perspective that has no way of being able to be replicated. With KPJ out, Cousin Kev, we had Armani Brooks start in a 14-teamer. Stream him. 18 points, four threes, two steals, two blocks. Garrison Matthews with Jalen Green out, 14 points with four threes. Eric Gordon, don't worry about him too much. Maybe a 16 or 14 team streamer. Eight points in 32. I'm officially worried about Christian Wood. Sprained his ankle, went off, came back, sprained it again. Was in a walking boot after the game. Hurt his ankle multiple times last year. He was scoreless in, on, in nine minutes. And this is what I said like last time. Like, I didn't expect him to get hurt, right? But that 20 and 20 game he had against the Thunder was a perfect time to try and sell high. Because he's not that good. He's not that level of player. Um, nine, nine minutes, zero points. Now, what do we do in replacing him? Because Daniel Tice got the start in the second half. Yeah, cool. 1.9 rebounds. And then there's the delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun. 
It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Now, disappointingly, he played only 13 minutes. He had five points, but four assists, one steal, two blocks. I know he's going to be productive if he plays 25 minutes. He will be a 12-team league guy. I don't know what Steven Silas is going to do, whether he's going to start Shengun or start Tice or how he's going to run this rotation. But I have no problem with taking a flyer on Shengun with the understanding that it might not work out because it, it, you could get a, a run of top 70 value for a week, two weeks, six weeks. Who knows what's going on with Wood? So I think it's worth having a crack at. Yeah, much more than, say, adding Daniel Tice. KJ Martin's an interesting 16-team league ad. 12 points in 19 minutes here. But again, this is all against the Thunder. For the Thunder, they were without Josh Giddy, So Trey Mann started. Probably not the best game. 11 points, two rebounds for him. He's going to get another opportunity tomorrow. And you can stream him in there. While Gildas Alexander, 39 in 38 minutes. And Lou Dort had 19 points. Got his efficiency back. Hit four threes. Had two steals and a block. Great numbers all around. It was good defensive stuff from Darius Baisley with three steals and a block. But again, the worst shooter in the NBA had four points on six shots. And Jeremiah Robinson Earl, a nice bounce back. But predicting the Thunder rotation is impossible. Last game, he played like 21 minutes and Isaiah Roby played 27. This time, 34 to Joe Rogan and 14 to Roby. So Roby's not a guy to have. Robinson Earl's fine in 12 teams. I don't think his ceiling is particularly high though. Ty Jerome only had the 11 points in his 16 minutes, while Paul Watson, Watto, had three points in 19 minutes. Just thought I'd mention him. Also, Alexei Pokyshevsky, he just continues to look shocking. Like, he does not look good at all at the moment. The next game was an absolute ass-kicking. Yes, it was. The Dallas Mavericks smashed the Pelicans, 139-107. Doncic had 28 points and 14 assists. He shot 69% from the field. Giggity! And he shot 100% from the line. Couldn't ask for anything more. 49 fantasy points. Christos Porzingis. Porzingis. The ankle injury? What ankle injury? Who cares? 20 and 10, 28 minutes, two blocks. Unbelievable. The burner, Jalen Brunson. 17 points in 24. He's a 12-team league guy. They changed their starting line. They moved Timmy Hardaway to the bench and put uh, Reggie Bullock in. Hardaway had 16 points in 25 minutes. Now, I don't think that we need to look at this and go, this is what happens because he shot 67%. I thought he was a droppable player before today. If you want to hold because he played well here, that's fine. But I don't think he's going to maintain must roster 12-team status. And they went back to Dwight Powell starting at center with Willie Cauley-Stein out because, again, Moses Brown is not an NBA-caliber rotation player. Brown had five points in four minutes in his garbage time, while Boban played 10 minutes. Disappointing from Kleber, five points in 16 minutes for Muxy. I would still hold, but the last two games have trended downwards. I thought he was trending up to play 39, and they've trended down. That's disappointing. As for Bullock, only like 18 teams I would consider him. Six points, two triples there, and Powell started. But who gives a shit when you play 11 minutes and have seven points? On to the Pelicans. Um, on a positive side of things, we had a better game from Devontae Graham. 13 points, six assists, two steals, and three threes. That's much better because he's been bad. I still think he's a 10-team drop, and you maybe want to hold in 12s. While Ingram had 29 points, and his horrid efficiency looks to have corrected the last two. 65% shooting. I don't have any problem with uh, jettisoning, 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 that's the word, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. 12 points, 28 minutes, 4 assists and a steal. This was without Josh Hart, so he had a real opportunity to establish himself, and he did not. While Jonas Valanciunas, Jonas Valanciunas, after last game's insanity, he shot 13%, had 6 points in 25 minutes. Herb Jones, also not a 12-team league ad. He had a steal on a block, but shot 13%. He's just a streamer and a deeper league player. And Garrett Temple continues to get the most gifted charity good bloke minutes in the NBA. Good bloke, not an NBA rotation player. Yet he's the guy that started with Josh Hart out, which makes no sense. And also, if you did decide to add 
Billy Hernan Gomez. I would I would assume that you've come to your senses over the last two games. Get that garbage out of here! Four points in 13 minutes with five rebounds. He just is not... There was never the opportunity for him to be a 12-team league guy. It just it was never there. Go and drop him, please. There's no need to be holding on. While Kyra Lewis had 11 points in 15 minutes, this team is really, really weird. It's really bad. Lewis needs to play more. And uh, I think he's a better prospect than Alexander Walker, and I've consistently said that. He hasn't always shown it, but I'd just like to see a little bit more out of um, your mate, Kyra Lewis Jr. All right, so let's go on to the last game of the night, and it's seeming like a daily tradition now. There's a gigantic storm. It is pissing down. I'm worried that I'm going to lose power once again. Uh, I didn't yesterday. That was good news, but yeah, it is, uh, it's not great outside. So let's talk about this game. The Kings, they get the win over the Clippers. In the end, 124 to 115. Darren Fox, 24 points, five assists, three steals, and a block. He looked much better in this game. Efficiency was up. Hopefully, we can start to see it fully turn around. They were without, again, Mo Harkless, Marvin Bagley, and the pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. So Terrence Davis had a massive game. 30 minutes, 23 points, five threes, and three steals. He shot 64%. I wouldn't overreact to this. It's great, but there's a dude that was out of the rotation, literally, and came in with a gigantic game on unsustainable shooting. Like, it's just not going to continue. Maybe in a 16-team league, you take a flyer short-term if Barnes is out. But even in a 12-team league, the two previous starts were shit outs. So this is good, but it doesn't mean anything moving forward. Much like the great game from Davion Mitchell, I don't think means a lot. 20 points in 28 minutes is great. He hit his first seven shots, missed his last three. Had three threes and two steals. But, you know, the extra minutes because oh, you're losing at least two rotation players there with Barnes and, you know, Harkless. Or Barnes and Bagley, whoever they want to run things. Not one thing is the Barnes is out. And that's en enabling other players to get more minutes. 16-11 for Holmes in 33 minutes. Good to see those minutes weigh up, even though he did sustain a hard fall. He played through it, but let's hope nothing flares up after that. Um, Chemezi Metsu started, had 13-6. and six. Again, he's just more like a 14-team streamer while players are out. He was, uh, yeah, they were closing the game with Mitchell in, in his position instead of the starters. And Lou King, again, another eight points in 14 minutes for Lou. Uh, he's, he's interesting, King, in deeper leagues and dynasties. I think there is an opportunity for him to get a regular rotation role in this team. Oh, by the way, Buddy Heald, what are you doing? He's shocking at the moment. Four points in 22 minutes, 29%. I'm not saying he's a drop. I'm also not ruling it out. He's outside the top 100 this season. This was another absolute stinker. If you're in an eight-team league, I reckon he can go. In a 10, it's borderline. He looks terrible. I'll hold for now. Onto the Clippers. They rested Paul George. So we got some weird lineups. Um, they started Serge Ibaka at the four and Marcus Morris at the three. That was always a shit-house idea, and it wasn't great. Serge played 19 minutes and had five points on 25%. I don't believe Serge Ibaka is going to be, at any point, a 12-team league guy, so I wouldn't be rostering him. Marcus Morris, I don't think he's a must-roster 12-team league guy either. Two points on 11% shooting. They were so far out of it, and then their bench unit came in and played well, led by BJ Boston. 13 points in 24 minutes, two blocks of steal. I wouldn't be surprised if Boston, again, much like Luke King, finds himself in a regular rotation on. Now, it's not really going to mean much for fantasy this year, but for Dynasty, there's something there with him. I thought Isaiah Hartenstein was really good. 11 and 8, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, but 18 minutes. And as long as they play 3 centers, there's not enough upside for him to be anything more than a very deep league player. While uh, Zubats had 17 and 7, but still only 24 minutes. This has been the concern with Zubats is the minutes have been trending down and trending down and trending down. Only one foul, so it wasn't foul trouble. They're running three centers. They played Winslow at center. They'll play Morris at center. They'll play Batum at center. 
Zubats, to me, is going to be like a 24 and under guy, and that might not make him must roster. I'd hold for now, but if anyone tried to get him off me in a trade, I would accept almost anything that's 12-team valuable at this stage. Terrence Mann had 19 points in 26 minutes, while, um, what do we get, 16 minutes of Jay Scrub and 12 minutes of Keon Johnson as the bench really got them back into the game towards the end, but they weren't really in any danger of winning. I think Eric Bledsoe's a drop. Eight and three, three assists, two steals. He's going to have better games than this, but there's just too much bullshit in the middle for us to get too interested in it. The lines of the night, the monstrous line of the night, I'm sure you can guess it was the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. The waiver wire line of the night was Terrence Davis. The young gun of the night was Lamello Ball, who just missed out on the monstrous line of the night. And the dud of the night, I tell a man's not hot. it is the spur, Duncan Robinson. Your top 10 players for nine category leagues today. Tate at one, you've got uh, LaMelo Ball at number two, three was Doncic, four was Trey Young, five was Kevin Love, six was Evan Mobley, and seven was Jarrett Allen. Amazing to have three Cavs big men all together there. Giannis at eight, Tatum at nine, and Terrence Davis at 10. In terms of players rostered in under 50% of leagues, Terrence Davis at number one, again, Probably not much to really see there for 12s. Armani Brooks, yeah, if Porter is out, I don't mind a short-term stream there. Davion Mitchell, again, a little bit fluky, deeper league stuff. Dwayne Dedman, yep, you can stream him in 12s, add him in 12s. Luke Kennard, weird game, wouldn't read too much into it. Shake Milton, a little bit of a weird scenario there as well, more 14 to 16s. Gary Harris is a nice 14-team league ad. Garrison Matthews has got some 12-team value. BJ Boston, Dynasty Watch, and Davis Bertans, I don't give a shit. Onto points leagues, the top performer there was the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. The uh, second was Giannis, then LaMelo Ball, Trey Young, Joel Embiid, Malcolm Brogdon, Carl Anthony Towns, Evan Mobley, Jason Tatum, and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Guys, that will do it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And don't smash that like button on YouTube. Gently caress it, softly touch it. It's delicate, but hit it anyway. Subscribe, leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.